Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Oh! coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Hello and welcome to the Board Breakdown Podcast, the opposition preview show with me, Johnny, and my guest for today, Aaron from Argyle Life. Aaron, how are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, so, Bora versus Plymouth, the last time we played each other in the Championship, and at home park as well, Bora won 2-0 in 2010. And, you know, a lot's changed since, especially for Plymouth, too. It's been a, a bit of a journey uh, since yeah. we played in, in 2010. But I kind of want to, I want you to take me back a little bit for like the last five or six years, maybe the last decade, because it's just been turmoil, change of ownership but then also like the put it like the last five years and Simon Hallett's plan that five-year plan to get you back from from league to the championship so let's bring us up to speed what's been going on at Plymouth for like the last five to six years it's been absolutely mad since so since we last played you we went down that season despite you know actually looking back at our squad we shouldn't have there was an awful lot of financial mismanagement mainly around the uh the world cup bid I don't know if you remember that the um to bring the, the World Cup to England. We've, we've put a load of money into that from just trying to get our the, the city involved in that, basically, and, and all of these grand plans of increasing our, doubling the, the stadium capacity and all of these like mad plans. Oh. Financial mismanagement saw us sold to another group who ran us into the ground, puts into administration. So that's fun. We basically nearly dropped out of the... Football League shortly after that. So the year after the 11-12 season, I say that by the skin of our teeth. The, the following season was even closer. We basically got to a, a final day a game against Rochdale. Where we basically had to win. We had to win to stay up. Uh, we lost it 1-0. Still managed to stay up due to Barnett's incompetence. Uh, they went down instead, thank God, because I don't think we'd have ever come back from the National League, to be honest. And then like since then, it's basically, bar like a couple of years in, between, in the middle, it's basically been like year-on-year year improvement. So finished 10th for the season after that, 7th after that, 5th after that. So our, our journey through League 2 from, from administration and Peter Reid and Peter Risdale and like the biggest 
<laughs> some of the the most random names in football coming in to save us basically got us out of that mess we were bought out by james brent a local businessman and hotelier who bless him didn't didn't know anything about football and but that he that wasn't his job that was he he just came in and wanted to save the club he knew how much it meant to the city and the fans etc but yeah so more recently after a few years after that simon hallett joined the board and simon hallett is uh an argyle fan through and through made his money in america i believe He's so he's like he's got half British and half American ideologies about football, yeah. So, but he is uh the second coming of Christ in Plymouth, shall we say? He, he revealed this five year plan, like I want to say, like three years ago. So, we would like, I think we just finished 18th in League One, and he was like, Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna announce a five year plan to get back into the championship. We were all a bit confused because we were like, Okay, like we're gonna, we, we know, we know that we've got like the ability to be a sleeping giant per se but actually activating that seems to be a lot harder than it is but it's basically just been year on year on year improvement and financial good financial management uh watching the pennies and the pounds look after themselves as as you know uh some incredible business incredible signings for for dirt cheap um they've not all gone right but 95 percent of them have which is mad we're very data driven now there's improvements to the training ground, improvements to the the ground itself. There's a new training facility that's been uh, that, that we've ploughed uh, several quid into. But yeah, Simon Hallett is just a clever. It's a very clever, prudent bloke who just loves the club, and I think he's been very honest in the fact that he can only take us so far. But he's also very keen to stress that we should be self-sufficient, uh, and that's all part of the, the five-year plan. We're back in the championship now. Uh, the plan doesn't stop there. The plan is to become a stable uh, championship club over a number of years. So at the moment, it's working. Um, should we go down, then we're still on course because we can go back up within those five years. But yeah, it's all gone pretty well so far. Yeah, definitely. I think mean, that, that development over like the last five years is is being well. The last what since twenty ten has been an absolute mm-hmm. roller coaster, right? And I feel like. I, Imagine us like not having a club. But I think that season where you said where Barnett went down, I think Edgar Davids was the manager of Barnett yeah. at that point. That's just blows my mind that he was the manager of Barnett for one, but then two, like how close you were. And it's always those stories, isn't it, where like a club is so, so close to like pretty much falling on its ass. And then it just comes, it just turns around and it goes on this amazing journey. You've seen it with Bournemouth, you've seen it with, no, with Luton as well. And maybe Plymouth could potentially do the unthinkable and and go to the Premier League one day. Who knows? You know, you know, back uh, back up there. So it could, we could potentially see that. But this season so far, you know, seems Schumacher's uh, obviously he's brought you up, and also you've looked to invest again. You're very close to signing Colburn from us. But how's your summer been? Um, and also, how's the season so far? Obviously, you're in nineteenth place at the moment. But you expect is that expected where you should have been? To be honest, um, I've said since the pre-season that anything above. Uh, 20th, 21st, above that dotted line, I'll snap my hand off for it. Because, like I said, it's just been year-on-year progression. Obviously, won the title last year. No, I don't think anybody expected Ipswich to do what they've done. And nobody expected Sheffield Wednesday to be as low as they are. So we're sort of the middle of the, that promotion pack. So we're, I think we're doing pretty well. The, the, the I don't want to go into specifics of data because I don't really know what I'm talking about the others on the pod do that but it seems to be that the the data isn't actually backing up the points at the moment we are playing 
much better than our league table position uh, suggests, even if it's only a few places higher. Very unlucky not to get anything out of the Ipswich game, for example, last Saturday. So all in all, it's been a very good season and consolidation is the key. Stay up and we're happy, I think. But we could be doing a bit better. As for summer signings, obviously we, we stole... Morgan Whitaker for £1 million from Swansea as an absolute bargain. We stole Bally Mumba for £1 million off Norwich. Not performing as well as Whitaker, but still class. So I'm not going to talk him down. Um, who else did we bring in? Good question. Uh, Julio Pleguazelo, a um, centre-back who turned down European football uh, with FC Twente to join us. Mad. Just even that sentence. Our first ever uh, Spanish player. Um, we've we've signed a couple of loanees who have been on the fringes and not really featured. Um, and then the other one, really, oh no, there's two more of note. Lewis Gibson, Everton signed him for a rumored six million quid. We got him on a free in the summer, absolute steal again. Uh, whatever we're paying him uh, isn't enough. He is class. If we go down, he will still be in the championship. He's an absolute phenomenal player, very good with the ball of his feet, but also rock solid. Look out for him. And then the only other one of note is Mustafa Bundu, who not that long ago was playing in the 11th tier of English football with uh, Nuki AFC. He came over from Sierra Leone on a Craig, from the Craig Bellamy Academy over there, went to Hartbury College, uh, played for Nuki, um, signed for Hereford in the ninth tier, played with them, went to AFG Argus in Denmark. Uh, tore things up over there. Signed for Anderlecht. Yeah, yeah it's bad. That's an yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't do as well at Anderlecht by all accounts. And then went on loan to FC Andorra. And he's now at Plum Fargal. And he scored on his full debut. He scored an absolute class, world-class free kick. Go and find that if you can. It's yeah, that's some that's some career path. Um and he is although he's likely to be crocked, he's likely not to be playing on Saturday. So all of that doesn't mean anything to you, I suppose. But the summer signings has been good. I'd say a solid seven or eight out of ten overall. Pretty happy. Yeah, just from, just from what you're saying, like in the way that you you know the answers that you're giving me, like you, you seem like you're just so happy with how yeah. Plymouth are right now. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really do words. I don't do the talking on our podcast. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm there for. I just uh, I'm just a little excitable puppy, I suppose. But um, but yeah, no, everything is brilliant. You can't, like we were saying, what was it, uh, 12 years ago, we nearly lost our club. To even have a club to support is is absolutely amazing, but to be in a position that we are now, there's a lot of clubs that um, have been in the championship for a long time who don't really appreciate the position they're in. And, and my God, we're, we're loving every second of it at the moment, obviously. We'd have loved a few more wins and a few more points on the board, but it is what it is. We know that we are, I don't want to say the poorest, but we have the smallest budget if not the second smallest budget uh, in the league and to be performing the way we are is, is amazing. We're um, little Plymouth who everybody writes off most weeks, but not as patronising as that. They sort of appreciate our talents, but, you know, everybody backs a win against us and, and to pull off a few. And, and like I said, stay up. I'm delighted. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that, that journey has just been amazing. I think you can just see it in your voice. You can see it and you can hear it. Just like a how like up you are and how that, that journey's just been a, mm-hmm. an amazing one for you. And um, as we look in, into the weekend now, obviously there's it's a it's a tough game for Borough, obviously twice 
in a week that we've came to to Devon and you know like you were saying earlier like in a, a bit of a false position really I think the underlying numbers are really good if you look at FOTMOB you're actually ranked 10th for like your position this year one place above you is Middlesbrough and you know we've had a bit of a slow start and you know we're starting to come in a bit of good form right now but this could be a really tough game for us you know you've like you're saying there you've you've recruited really well maybe defensively could be improvement but Coming into Saturday, how are you feeling about it? And, and most importantly, what's your prediction as well? Yeah, it's one of those, like I said, we haven't played each other for a while. Obviously, apart from Neil Warnock's tour of Devon and Cornwall, you know, handing out those uh, signed photos from his bum bag uh, back in the COVID days. But I don't really, you know, can't really count anything from that, can you? So it, it's it's a it's a side we rarely face under a manager who, by all accounts, if you listen to Johnny, is going to go on and manage England. So there's some talent there. Uh, you are absolutely flying, but Home Park is a very tough place to go. I, you know, I have to thank you for beating those them up the road. And obviously selling out both away ends is absolutely fantastic, although it doesn't take much to sell out the away end there, <laughs> dig after dig. But how do I see Saturday going? Oh, yeah, if you look at our fixture list in November, forgetting what month it is, We've got Leeds away, Sunderland at home, yourselves at home and Coventry away. You know, you, you could argue that Coventry is the most winnable there. You are second. And at home, I fear I back us to win this one. It'll be tight. I'm going to say like a 2-1 with, with Michael Cooper um, managing to to keep the score down. But you got to back your own team, haven't you? Let's go, let's go a 2-1, a 2-1 win. Yeah, but I am um, expecting, as as we mentioned on ours, that Josh Coburn will score. That's just going to happen. That's just guaranteed. Yeah, it's written in the stars, isn't it? I think that for a deal that was so close and pretty much was going to happen, should have happened, um, and maybe still could happen in January, who knows? But yeah, it's, I feel like it could potentially be nailed on if he, if he starts anywhere. There is a lot a bit of rooms that I'd like a laugh might take his place uh, at the weekend. Um, but Aaron, thank you so much uh, for joining me. My final question to you is where can people find you? Where can they find all of your content as well? Yeah, so we are on Twitter at Life 1886 at our podcast, don't ask me why, it wasn't my choice, it's called The Green and White Pod, long before I joined. Um, like I said, I don't really talk, so if you actually want good Argyle coverage, listen to them um, that joined me. But yeah, we'll do. obviously we've done a preview of yourself, Johnny, and we will um, review the game, we'll review the game on Sunday, so it'll be live in your ears on Monday morning if anybody wants to commute to work, um, listening to a very green-tinted partisan view of your 4-0 uh, win. Um, so yeah that's where you can find us on Spotify or major podcast platforms Brilliant Aaron thank you so much uh, for joining me and to the listeners and the viewers as well uh, if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to give us a five star rating on your podcast provider thumbs up uh, on YouTube and subscribe to our channel as well that helps us but also helps Argyle Life get found on YouTube and ranked and all that kind of fun stuff Uh, but for right now this has been the Board Breakdown podcast and that was the opposition preview show in a pod not the Board Breakdown